Welcome to the VPR Cafe. I'm Rick Singeri. The restaurant business can be pretty brutal. You can tell this by how quickly some places open up and then close for business forever. And yet, some have the staying power of Methuselah. Here to tell us about some of Vermont's long-playing restos is Seven Days food writer Sally Pollock. Sally, welcome back to the VPR Cafe. Hi, Rick. Is there a secret for a restaurant being able to keep their doors open for decades? Working really hard, uh, which was conveyed to me in many ways, some the kind of uh, language you'd hear in a kitchen, uh, <laughs> but and luck, I think sort of serendipity plays into it. And um, also people talked about it was very you know, sweet to hear and kind of touching, serving the children and even the grandchildren of customers, original customers, early customers. So the ties that develop in a community and what that means, I think those kind of roots that there then becomes an allegiance both ways from the restaurant owners and uh, diners. You visited three restaurants that opened in the 80s. Let's start with Silver Palace, which is right next to Higher Ground in South Burlington. Tell us about the partners behind this Chinese restaurant. So uh, the partners came up from the New York area, New York and New Jersey, which, as we know, had back 30, 40 years ago, a lot of uh, Asian restaurants. And that wasn't true here then. That's what these guys discovered. So they came here, really, they saw an opportunity to bring traditional, authentic Chinese food here. So these men came up here and opened... um, Uh, Silver Palace in the mid-80s, and at the time there were only a few Asian restaurants here, none of which still exist, but Silver Palace does. How have they been able to endure? As one of the owners, Eddie Lee, said to me, you know, it's easy in Vermont when people come to try a new thing, okay? And so this was new, but keeping them is the trick. They've kept people through staples, really, like Kung Pao chicken and crispy pork Grand Marnier, but also specials like soft-shell crab with a um, Thai sauce, crispy steak with ginger, garlic, and soy, and really hard work. And it's becoming harder, A, these guys were telling me to find reliable employees, and B, now there are many, many, many different types of cuisine from around the world in the area, so you need to be able to sort of stand out. This is the VPR Cafe. I'm speaking with Sally Pollock, a food writer for seven days, and we're learning about Vermont's enduring restaurants. Sally, down in the valley, there's American Flatbread in Waitsfield. I first went there in 2003 when I first moved to Vermont, and I thought at the time it was ahead of its time, but it was already 16 years old. How did it get started, and what were the early days like? George Schenk, I think, is some kind of intuitive visionary. You know, I'm just kind of making this up as I speak, but it, I think there's some truth to that. He was making, you know, growing food in his garden cooking it for people, serving it at restaurants in the valley before he started making flatbreads, before farm-to-table was a phrase. Now it's kind of a cliche. And George was just 
really cared about soil health. He cared about nutrition. He cared about healthy food. And I think he just had this artistic sense of how to put it all together. And it started also as a pop-up. None of us had heard the word pop-up, but he made it once a week at Tucker Hill Inn in Waitsfield. And talk about serendipity. I mean, some people might think this is bad luck. One night at Tucker Hill, he built the ovens as well. That's a whole other story, but they're made of clay with a alder sapling kind of armature that burns off after you fire the oven a few times. And uh, the oven fell down the hill. It was an outdoor <laughs> oven. And instead of rebuilding it there, he rebuilt it at LaRoe Farm and made a restaurant. And he said the first night there was over 100 people showed up, which was double what he'd had at Tucker Hill. And from there, as he said, he was all in, you know, from the beginning. So failure wasn't really an option. And how has it grown in all those years? There's now a, a frozen pizza licensing fee. And there was a restaurant development group that he no longer owns, but that have built uh, flatbreads around the country. Another old timer is Sneakers in Winooski. What keeps this bistro ticking and packed with patrons? Sneakers started in about 40 years ago in this skinny little space a few doors down. And, you know, we all remember it had the Sneakers Jazz Band. It just developed. So it's like a cool spot to go, and it's maintained that cool. And the menu is pretty much the same. As one of the owners said to me, people can come here and eat what they remember eating in college. I think a key pivotal moment for them was when they bought a building two doors down. They moved about 10 years ago from the original space, and it was risky maybe, but I think that owning a building they thought would kind of preserve their legacy. And talk about, you know, working hard. They're expanding right now. They're building it upstairs. So Mark, who's one of the owners, is literally, you know, building, coming in with lumber in his truck and building the upstairs and cooking brunch. And brunch on Sundays, he said, is so busy. These are my words. It's like a hockey team when you move the lines in and mm. out. They do that with their cooks, the line cooks, because they just have to, you know, it's it's so intense, the work. And he said, it's kind of like Apollo 13. We We end up sideways, but somehow we land it. Tell us about a couple more of Vermont's long-lived restaurants. Well, there's Colatina Exit in Bradford, which is an Italian restaurant, and it still has the classics, pizza and spaghetti and meatballs. And it's gone through the era of karaoke and screwdrivers. Now we'll serve you pizza with a gluten-free crust with a cauliflower base. So I guess you'd say changing with the times, but maintaining classic fare. Including the classic drinks like a screwdriver. Exactly. Uh, there's the Joe Snack Bar in Jericho, which I think is a family favorite for all of us that started in 1950. And again, you get scallop baskets and onion rings and creamies and... Michigan dogs. Yeah. And fries and, you know, tartar sauce and people come for generations and remember you from, you know, the summer before. Sally Pollock is a food writer for seven days. Thanks for joining us at the VPR Cafe. Thank you. Listeners, we have plenty of delicious past episodes of the cafe. You can find them at vpr.org slash podcasts.